Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I interview entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you get past your blocks and move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including Apple Podcasts, which is formerly iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, and on my website at winnieanderson.com slash reporter. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll share this episode with others in your networks, and I hope you'll decide to join my community. You can become a fan of the show on my site at winnieanderson.com slash fans, and when you do, you'll get episodes delivered right to your inbox and you'll also receive information, tips, and resources to help you come out of hiding, to position yourself, and pre-sell yourself as the unique solution provider you are so you can profit from your expertise. I want to ask you, what did you dream of doing as a teenager or as a child? You might have had one idea or maybe lots of ideas. I remember when I was in the third grade, I wanted to be three different things. First, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Then I discovered Nancy Drew, and suddenly I wanted to write. No, I know you thought I'd say I wanted to be a teenage detective, but I wanted to actually write. I wanted to write the books. And, but it was actually a TV show that my parents watched called The FBI that made me want to be a detective and to actually be an FBI agent. You know, if I look back on all of that, there are threads of all of those things in the work that I do today. And of course, writing is a very big part of it. I love writing books, articles, and I love sharing courses and things that involve writing. So I want to ask you, are you doing the work that you dreamed of? Or is there some part of your heart that still wishes that you had pursued your dream? Maybe you wanted to be a graphic artist, or maybe you dreamed of becoming a doctor. Well, what if you decided to really go for it? Well, today's guest is a rising star in the greater Philadelphia, Pennsylvania entertainment media scene. And in this interview, she talks about her path from mortgage banker and part-time jewelry designer to becoming the face of entertainment in Atlantic City, Whitney Ullman is an on-air personality and freelance entertainment reporter whose interviews and video footage have been featured on all the major social media channels, and they've also been featured on local and national TV, radio, and web platforms. She's a featured contributor to Fox 29's Good Day Philadelphia. She's president and founder of WIN, W-I-N, Promotions and Consulting. The services they provide include video production, talent staffing, including promotional models, and public relations. So listen in to this interview as Whitney shares how she got started in entertainment, why she decided acting wasn't really for her, why she gave up on pursuing her dream full-time, how she leveraged a few opportunities into getting her foot in the door in the entertainment industry, how she managed to keep moving forward when things weren't going her way, the money scam she discovered, and how she helped break it up, 
and her tips for making things happen in your business or career. Now, as always, listen in all the way to the end where I'll share your cocktail exercise and action step for this episode. All right, so welcome, Whitney. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's actually been years, I think, since we've talked live. So this is really exciting. Yes. And it's been so much fun watching you and where things have gone for you since we first met. And especially the last few years, you've really taken off. You have really become this up-and-coming entertainment reporter. And I think of you as really the face of Atlantic City now. I don't know if that was your intention, but that's how I see you. So can you talk about, because I know this wasn't always your path. Right. Right. So when we first met way back when you were the head of an local association that we both belong to. So can you talk about when did you exactly decide that you were going to pursue a career in entertainment and that you really wanted to be in journalism? Well, how much time do we have? I mean, the, thing, the truth of the matter is being in entertainment was my passion for a long time, but I wasn't afforded that opportunity throughout my life because I always had to work to support myself, so I never had the opportunity to go to NBC and intern in New York and just okay. run around and, you know, figure out how I wanted to be in entertainment, so I guess... I wound up going to college for finance because I was good with numbers and I thought that was going to be my path because I just kind of gave up on the idea that I would even be in the entertainment field because I didn't really have a lot of opportunities except the good thing was we lived right here, right outside Atlantic City. So whenever there was a casting or or a movie or a commercial or something happening here, I would always try to get in and most times I did. So that was kind of that fulfilled my little like inner desire to be in the entertainment world. And then it wasn't until I met my husband, really, who, you know, thankfully at the time, you know, when I met him, I was in school full time. I was waitressing and I was also had another job, too, on the side. And I was taking acting courses on Sunday. So I was always very busy, always working, you know, never really had time. And probably many people now would tell you I never have time. (laughs) Uh, But um yeah, I met my husband, and like then that's when things changed. I was able to do more of the things that I wanted to do and, you know, take more opportunities as they came, which was really cool. So kind of okay. was this morph. And also what happened was back in 2008, I was honored with the top 40 under 40. Mm-hmm. And that that was such, like, for me, a turning point, even though some people think it's maybe not the greatest thing. I, like, thought it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. And I was honored with with that. And at the time, that's when I had met you, and mm-hmm. I was president of the New Jersey Association of Women Business Owners right. for Atlantic and Cape May Counties. And at that time, when I when I won the top 40, the group who put that on was the the Greater Atlantic City JCs, which was the mm-hmm. junior chamber. And the woman running that was like, hey, listen, like we need a young person to, we need someone under 40 to keep this going. You'd be so perfect. Would you mind doing this? And I made the decision to step down from Najabo mm-hmm. and move over to the JCs. And the following year, working with the JCs, I had to put on that same event. And that event was co-sponsored by the Atlantic City Weekly, which was our media outlet. And at that time, 
they needed somebody to do their their news, their entertainment on the NBC 40 News. So I auditioned and then I got the part. So that's kind of where my morph went from being the mortgage jewelry girl to entertainment. Okay. Wow. That really, <laughs> that's quite a story because I remember, you know, when we first met, it, it did seem, and we, we talked quite a I bit, know. to be honest. So it, it did seem like, you know, you were doing a little bouncing, but yeah. then in hindsight, you look back, everything looks perfect. Right. It's like right. everything, because I say that all the time, yeah. you and everybody, I mean, you weren't unique. I mean, a lot of people, I don't want to say were judging me, but I think a lot of people were confused with what, yes. what I did. And yeah. everyone, it's not like people didn't like me. Everyone liked me and wanted to be around me, but nobody knew what I was doing, you know? Right. And it took me a while because I'm still like that. I still have all these ideas. I still want to do everything. I'm just an idea person. And yeah. it's just the way I am. And I can't help it. And, you know, some people don't understand it. You know, some people are very content with, with what they're doing and making mm -hmm. a salary and going to work nine to five. And that's great. That's what makes right. the world go around. I'm not. Like, I want to be running around and doing things and, yeah. and spreading the word. You know yeah, I mean? but I think that's what really is so outstanding is that, and I think we all wrestle with this, that we've, we've all got gifts. And, and then it's our job to figure out how to use them. But how, how does this fit with that? And I think that the more focused and the more you stepped into these opportunities and really right. took advantage of them. I mean, there are plenty of other people who were named top 40 under 40 and, and you don't see them doing right. the kind of things that you're doing. So I think that it's having this passion in your heart and then constantly chipping away at the opportunity and then stepping into every bigger opportunity that you were given and that came your way. I think that is really what is so impressive and powerful for you. And it's, it's been incredible to watch it. <laughs> it really has been. It's been a lot of fun to watch it. And, and you're uh, tremendously prolific on social media, which is awesome because it's a great way for you then to leverage that presence but it's great as the voyeur to be able to watch your successes and, and your triumphs. So that's, that's really awesome. So, okay. So you, you started to step into these opportunities and you, when, when you started doing the news, right, that was an actual job, correct? You, well, like you said, you auditioned and you got it or were you considered a freelancer? You know, how does freelancer. the business work? Freelancer. freelancer, yeah. I'm, I still am a freelancer. I'm very lucky right. that I'm able to do that. I know that was one of your questions that you had told me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about it because, yes, I, it was freelance. I did not work for the news station. I worked with AC Weekly, and it was their segment that they sponsored mm -hmm. on that program. And when they, after a while, they had cut that segment. They also had cut my column from the paper. I mean, it was everything they had cut right. for budget cuts. And I was devastated. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really thought, like, wow, you know, like, how could you do that? You know, I'm, like, trying to be out there, and I'm, you know, a face, and I'm trying to, you know, of course, you know, promote Atlantic City, do all these positive things. And then it was good for me, too, because I was able to get the experience in the entertainment world. And I don't know. I just thought it was such a great fit, and I was devastated. And especially when you see all the money that comes into these places and then they can't afford to, to give you a few hundred dollars. Like that just always bothered me. I can't believe I'm saying this now. <laughs> no, no. And I, like, think, I think it's true, though, because, you know, 
so many businesses in general, let's let's just put it out there. So right. many businesses in general are short-sighted and especially in a tough economy because right. we've been in this this recession for it feels like forever. Um, but you've got a, a business will then have a knee-jerk reaction to cut the budget. Of right. course. And right. what do they do? They cut marketing, which yeah. is ridiculous because you actually need to spend more on marketing right. than to be able to attract more people. So yeah, that's that's a head scratcher for me too. And it I, and, and it is devastating. I've had similar things happen and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's crushing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, where where do, how are they determining the value of something? You know, they'd rather have X versus Y, and it's like, why? You know what I mean? Like, what was more advantageous for them? But that was so many years ago, and, you know, it, sometimes things happen for a reason, and that's kind of how, you know, you start learning, you start figuring out new ways to, to do the things that you like to do, and, you know, you kind of play on the old ways that you had and hope that people, you know, jive with you, and it worked out really well. So, in that moment, and I've lost jobs that, you know, I thought this is my dream job. Oh my God, I'm so lucky to even have this. It just, you know, it's an, it, it entertains me to do it, right? And then you lose it. Yeah. At any point, did you think about, all right, I I tried. This isn't working. I just need to give up. No. Good. Good. <laughs> no. Um, you know, I I'm just like everybody else. Everyone sees me online, and I'm happy go lucky and all this stuff. I have a lot of things I deal with all the time, you know, but I'm just not one of those people where I get depressed and just, you know, uh, close myself off to the world. If I'm, you know, depressed, I usually work through it and might be a little blue, you know, okay. a couple of days or, you know, have a lot going on or whatever, but the way I deal with it is different than okay. maybe some people would deal with it. Well, no, well, I was going to say, you know, when I worked in the mortgage business, I was in at the time when all the companies were closing, the whole economy was going to crap, basically. <laughs> and, right. all, and I was one of the first companies to close. And at that time, I was devastated also because the way they did it. I mean, it wasn't like um, we had time to know. It was the day we came in, they said, all right, guys, uh, something's going down. We don't know what it is. I'm not even kidding. Like security raided our office and was like, everybody, you can only have one box, pack your stuff, and then you have to leave. You can't come back. I mean, it was like, scary to think that could happen to you and yeah. that I was devastated I'm like wow I'll never you know work in the mortgage business again it was so horrible and guess what I wound up getting a job at another place and it was so much better I made so much money I you know it was like the yeah. the whole thing my eyes were like opened to all the different opportunities that were out there that I didn't know because I was so focused when I was in the one place and it's the same thing that happened with entertainment. Yeah. You know, I was devastated when they cut my column, cut me off the NBC, and I was just like, why? And, and you know, there's a lot of whys. Why didn't NBC say, Whitney, you know, you did such a good job on that. We, we'd like you to come back. Like, why right. was that never? It's like, you know, but it's the, it's the saying, like, no one's going to knock on your door and let, like, no one's going to, like, I'm not going to be home and someone go, hey, Whitney, uh, do you want right. a job doing something, <laughs> yeah. you know? You just have to keep yourself out there. Why did they not call me and say, hey, you know, we'd like to use you for something? I have no idea. I'm yeah. perplexed. You know, and now the station's not even there anymore. I don't know. But it's, right. it's, it's so tough when you're, when you're a person that's like, I, I want to give. I want to be out there. Yeah. That's where my, it makes me so happy when I'm on the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so why isn't that, why wasn't that opportunity afforded to me? I don't know. Yeah. I tried. But <laughs> Yeah, but you know what, I think that um, 
really you're you're really an example to you didn't just sit there and think well somebody's got to notice me like you said right it, it you felt bad about it you worked past it and right. you said well I'm just going to keep going and taking advantage of these opportunities and making my own kind of luck and I think that you know, there, there's a certain level of person that, and I think we all feel this way to a degree, right. like I work hard, somebody should notice that I work hard, right. and I should be rewarded for working hard, yeah. but that doesn't always happen, and we've got to recognize that and not worry about what other people are doing, and stay true and focused on our path, exactly. and, and that's what at least from the outside looking in. So this is probably interesting on your end to be able to hear what somebody else is seeing and observing. It's, it seems from the outside looking in that you are a very determined person and that you are going to take advantage of every possible opportunity that comes your way. So let's talk a little bit about that uh, building your presence and being seen and, and, you know, making sure that people are noticing you. Right. What has really been the hardest part of that for, it must be physically exhausting first of all, that thank God you're young. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of it is just putting your head down and saying, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, what I do is I just take one day at a time and right. it sounds so simple, but you know, if you get, if you start thinking about, oh, my God, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to do that. All the stuff starts piling in. And that happens to me. It's not like it does. It's happening to me right now. I'm not even going to lie. Right now, I have so many videos I have to edit and get done. And it's, it's like stressing me out. And now I just took a job for today. That's why I had to change our interview time because I took a job because I'm like, you know what? Let me do this, too. It's another opportunity. And it's a, it's a way to make some earn some income. And, you know, it's easy to get like that, but the, but what I try to do, and most of the time, and this is what gets me through, is I just do one thing at a time, and I just you you have okay. to start somewhere. If right. you don't start doing it, then it's never going to finish. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Once you start, it's like you finish, and you're like, oh, thank God, I finished that. So <laughs> you now, know. The other thing, though, that I think is very inspirational about you is how dedicated you are to your family. And this will actually get me choked up even thinking about it. Oh, my God. You're going to make Because me... you are such a great grandchild. You're Thank just you. – the, the work that you do with and – I'm, and I'm going to say work because, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of schlepping involved, right? You're very caring about your, your grandparents. You make sure they're at their appointments. You make sure yeah. to take care of them. But you also had this little incident – and it, I know it wasn't little – this incident with your grandparents – that they were they were preyed upon they were by they were scammed yeah. yeah so that really did like become a job almost as you right. as you busted that scam to protect them and get the word out to other people can you just talk about that a little bit right. number one how do you make time for your grandparents to, and your family yeah. obligations and I then how did that how did that, that work happen through? yeah well you know, it's funny, as a kid, I remember my, my grandmother and even my mom saying, you got to call mom, mom, or you got to call Nana, and you got and I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, you, nobody ever wants to hang out with their grandparents, you don't really appreciate them until you're older, right. and you're like, right. oh, mom, mom, you know, once you start accepting, because mom, mom, man, she was tough, she would always be yelling, and, you know, we would, 
we'd be like, wait, my mom's yelling at us all the time. But then when you accept it and you realize she yells and sings all the time, then you're like, wow, it's cute. I like it. But anyway, one, a few years ago, we noticed that I noticed that they were like stressed out about something. And I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? Something's wrong. And long story short, they wound up saying that they thought they were going to win the lottery and they were supposed to win millions of dollars. And they had been giving money to this person overseas in Jamaica. It was the Jamaican lottery scam. And also the publisher's clearinghouse was another one. And the, like hundreds of letters they were receiving in the mail, just like, you won, you won, just send us money and we'll send you money, you know? And my grandmother has such like such a pure heart. Like if you if you see her notebook, she's like, you know, I'm gonna give thousand dollars to the bank girl and thousand dollars to the supermarket cashier right. and my nail tech. And it's like she loved everybody and she her intentions were so good. She couldn't wait to get help her family and help all these people in her life. And so when I found out that she was doing this, I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, oh my God, you know. And so I stepped in to try to help them and they still weren't listening to me. And that's when I realized right. that they need help, but more help than what, you know, I was giving them. So long story short, I had to, you know, have get power of attorney for both of them, which they agreed. They were totally okay with it. I think they realized that. Yeah. I think deep down, I mean, if you talk to my grandmother about it, even now, she'll still hope for a miracle to happen because that's her miracle to have, you know, money, but they gave away all their money. They have, they have no money left every thousands of thousands of dollars away to the Jamaican scammers. And what, so I had to take power of attorney. I had to have their mail sent to my house. I had to like, you know, start taking over. I had to take away their driver's license, which, I mean, those are my grandparents. Like, how do you do that? You know? Um, You know, but so it wasn't easy. I mean, now, thankfully I have family members that have stepped in to help take care of them. So that way the burden is not fully placed on me. That's great. Nice. So I had, you know, some of my cousins and and now my mom is going to be caretaking for her, which is really, she just retired so she could do this. So it's, um, it's, it's definitely a family affair to say the least, but you know, it's tough because, you know, nothing is fair in life. It's like what I don't understand and not to get off on this tangent, but these scam artists take money from old people. They send, they have them send money to PO boxes, to actual physical addresses sometimes. Why can't the police do something? Why, if something goes to a P.O. box, why wouldn't you sit there and wait to see who opens right. that P.O. box? I mean, right. I would. I would stake it out. Yeah. It's so dumb. It, it yeah. really it bothers me so much, and I wish that years ago when I was on city council that I had this passion for helping elderly like I do now because I feel like I could have made a big difference in that platform, but I didn't know, you know, at the time. Right. Now I'm like, you know. I just, yeah. it just, it's a, it's, it's a thing and people don't realize. It yeah, it, it is horrible. Do, and do you feel that your work in media gave you any kind of a leg up in breaking that scam or? Well, know? yes, I do. I mean, I, I contacted my friends at Chasing News and they did come out and interview both of my grandparents and it made it, which is a Fox News show. And you know, I've talked about it before. Unfortunately, now my grandmother's kind of losing it a little bit and my grandfather, same, same thing. So it wouldn't be as effective having them on it. I, I'd like to do more. I'd like to use my resources more to do more. And I think that I will, that will happen. I just not current, but it is It's on my mind always. It's something I think we should really get the word out there about. What do you think has really been the hardest part of you making this career in entertainment 
and and other than just the physical exhaustion. I know. It, what what has it been? I think there's a lot of obstacles. I think that, you know, what you see as the public, at, you know, mm -hmm. on social media, all my fun, good things, to get that fun, good thing is a lot of work behind yeah. the scenes and a lot of, you know, stress, a lot of crying, a lot of, you know, unknowns. You know, it's it literally boggles my mind all the time. I'm like, why? You know, just, just nothing makes any sense. But you yeah. got to just keep going because when I'm in that moment, I'm so passionate about it. I'm so excited to be there on so many levels. It's not just yeah. being there. It's like being able to tell someone, hey, this is who you missed or this is who was here. Mm -hmm. This is something really cool about this person that you love so much. Like for me to be able to bring that out of somebody and to show it to people, that's that's what makes it so much fun for me. That's great. You know, and, and it's tough too because Listen, there's a million people that want to be a reporter. There's a million people that are just graduated college just now, you know, that right. want to be in this field. I feel very lucky and thankful that, you know, that I was able to be on this path and that and stay on it for all these years. And to know that, you know, to build a group of supporters and people that that I like to be around, too, is really cool. You start weeding out all the good and the bad. And it's just it's a cool journey to be on. So has everybody been supportive of you the entire time that you've been on this path? Or have you had a few people go, oh, yeah, you're going to be an entertainment reporter uh, and, and tell you, look, you better have a backup job. Available. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when I was younger, when I was very okay. younger, I always wanted to be a model or an actress. Mm -hmm. And my mom would be like, there's so many people, you know, you have to have a backdrop, you know, you got to have a background. And, you know, she's right. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. I look around, I'm like, well, that girl's like blonde with big boobs and, you know, whatever. And I'm not that girl. But yet somehow, you know, you know, I get him. You have to realize it's not all about looks. It's not all, it's mm -hmm. not all about personality. It's a combination mm -hmm. of your drive of, you know, your personality of, of the way that you present yourself, of your professionalism, your punk, being punctual, just showing up somewhere, you know, some, and not yeah. taking anything for granted. I mean, I, I do the littlest, I'll, I'll interview the D-lister. I don't care because that's a person. That's someone who did something that might have something to offer. Like, I'm not going to be snobbish about it. Like, no, I'm not. So I think because I'm open and I think when I talk to the celebrities and they feel comfortable talking to me, it's just, it's, it's just a good feeling knowing mm -hmm. that they feel comfortable opening themselves up to me. But going back to your question, yeah, I mean, everyone's pretty supportive because over the years I've proved that I can do it. So I think now they're more like cheerleaders for me. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband is a huge supporter uh, to the public behind the scenes. He's what, like, get a real job. You should get, to <laughs> he's very like, <laughs> he's very like, get a job, get, get someone. But, but really the truth is he, he supports me. He gets people to follow me. He's very happy mm -hmm. about it. I, you know, so I think once I start rolling in the dough, he'll be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's important to remember that I think when we see this from the outside, right. we see these reporters and, and the perception is, of course, that you work for whoever, whatever media outlet right. your piece carries on. But you're not an employee of, you're on Fox News, right? You're not an employee of Fox. You're a right. freelancer that they bring in to do this piece. Right. Is that correct? That's so correct. So where are some other places that your pieces show up on? 
Well, depending on the content what of what I have, what I can do is send it to different outlets, see if they would be interested in picking it up. Okay. Um, I've had pieces on E! News, on TMZ, TMZ Live. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've had pieces shown on Access Hollywood. Okay. And, you know, of course, Fox 29, I've, I come on and talk about all the cool things happening, and I show some of my footage on there. I'm on the radio every week on Sojo 104.9, which is cool. And, you know, there's just all different, acweekly.com now mm -hmm. has my videos and, and different things on there, which is, which is always really cool to see. And my social media, I mean, right now my YouTube channel just hit over a million views. It just did. I'm like, that wow. That is crazy. I know. And my, I have about 20,000 followers between all social media combined, like everything. Yeah. I'm trying to build that. I mean, it's, it's just yeah. so awkward. Like on my YouTube, it has a million views, but 900 subscribers. Like, that, you know, how does that happen? Right. But, you know, I guess I'm not young. I'm not like a teen. You know, can I tell you a quick funny story? Yes. I'm at Starbucks. And, you know, I had just interviewed Jesse McCartney, and so he's, like, really cool with the young kids. So I, I was editing my video in there, and there were these two, like, tweens there. First of all, what, what are they doing at Starbucks? Like, I wasn't at Starbucks at, like, 14, you know what I mean? So they're, like, there hanging out all cool. I'm like, hey, guys. I'm thinking I'm cool. I'm like, hey. I'm like, uh, you know, I just interviewed Jesse McCartney. You guys should check it out on YouTube. And they're like, oh, my God. That's so cool. So the young girl, she subscribes to me, and she's like, can you subscribe to me, too? And I'm like, yeah. So I subscribe to her, and then I go home, and I'm looking at her channel, and her channel is so cool. She has all these cool effects in her vi I'm thinking I'm cool with my videos. Her videos are super, <laughs> she's like much better than me, and I'm like, this is crazy. She's 14, but it just goes to show you that these kids, like, they're just so updated with technology nowadays. Yeah. Hard to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it is. It is. So then, you know, I'm as I'm listening to you and li listening to you talk about how you've got videos to edit, you've got this event that you're running, and all these things that you're doing. And I'm thinking, this is the girl with the finance degree. Yeah. So while it might have seemed like maybe not what you really wanted to do because you really wanted to be in entertainment, I think we we all know how many terrible stories are out there of legends who have lost their fortune or who had money embezzled from them. So you're really, you know, you're building a business is right. what this is. It's not just you going out and interviewing some people and putting some videos up. You're doing this to make money yeah. and, and build your presence and become a professional at it. Right. So can you, can you give any tips for, uh, how you balance that business issue? Does does your your degree, does your background in finance really help you manage the business end of it? Um, it's funny. I want to answer this and be very serious, but I know my <laughs> husband would be like, "Wait, I can't believe you said that." Um, the the truth of the matter is, I have a finance degree, and I I I'm very good with numbers in my head, and. Okay. You know, but being married for so many years and, you know, working alongside my husband in a sense, you know, he handles all of that stuff. So okay. <laughs> I let him take it. I mean, that's just my preference. It's not, yeah. you know, anything. It's just my preference because to me, he, he had been handling his own finances for so long that I let him just do everything. Okay. Uh, but I do handle my own finances. The I wish that I was a little more well-versed with the operational side of things okay. uh, because that is so important when you are running a business yeah. and I know it and it's kind of um, it's it's 
I'm not, I'm not really that great at that. I, I can't really give advice mm -hmm. on how to balance. The only thing I could say is just to really keep good track. But now the great thing is there's so many apps out there that you can download. I mean, just Mile IQ in itself, that tracks your miles for you right away. Mile IQ? Yeah, Mile mm -hmm. IQ. I awesome. mean, you don't have to do anything. Now, the best, what you could do every day is say personal or business personal, or every week it'll give you a summary, and it tells you the dollar amount of what, you know, it could be written off. It's so, I don't do anything. I just downloaded the app. That's so, great. Just at the, so that, that right there is huge when I have to do my taxes. At right. Okay, so use technology as much as possible. Yeah. Recognize what you're good at. Yes. Recognize what you're not good at. Yeah. Get somebody who is incredibly trustworthy to handle your finances and help yeah. you with that end. And, yeah. and to that point, I thought I knew everything. I was like, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. And then the truth is, yeah. I don't know how to do that. I know that what I know what I know, and right. I know what I want to do. And now you're right. Let's find some strategic partners to help us grow. Right. And that's why everybody makes the world go around. Like some people don't right. want to be in camera. They just want to do the payroll every day. Like that's right. great. You know, that's who I yeah. need. Yeah. So everybody has their role to play, right. just find those people and tr be able to trust them. Yeah, and that is, so that touches on also that this is not just you in front of the camera. This is, you have, I'm going to just call it a, a few different lines of revenue. You have the, the end where you supply the talent for events, right, models and people, right. spokespeople, think, things like that. What are some of the other things that you do that make up the entire Whitney business, the empire, the Whitney Entertainment Whitney Empire? Whitney Empire, I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, well, okay, so like you said, I do have a company. I used to be a promotional model for years. That's what I did, and I loved it. And I would go around and t say to people, hey, do you want a free T-shirt? Buy an apple martini, you know, okay. and it was fun. Then over the years, I used to see girls doing the same thing, and they weren't working. They're just, oh, God bless you. Sorry. <laughs> They're just, like, standing off to the side or not really working or doing, you know, what they had to do. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to, like, get some girls together. Anyway, long story short, my lawyer at the time was like, hey, my law firm is having an event. I know that you, you know, did this before. Do you know any models that you could staff? And I'm like, yeah, I got this. So then all of a sudden I started recruiting and building a business from it. And now it's been so many years, and I have a few clients out there where I staff the brand ambassadors, and, and that really is, you know, pretty good income for me on the small scale because I do have a few clients, but looking to grow that as well. Okay. And then it's kind of, you know, here and there. That's the best part about being a freelancer. Most people will pay me to do videos for them if, if I go to their restaurant and, you know, shoot some video and pictures mm -hmm. and create, like, maybe a promotional video for them. Restaurant Week in Atlantic City two years ago hired me to do their – I mean, I was at every restaurant, 50 or so restaurants doing videos, and, and that's fun for me. Like, I love it. I love, I love just meeting people and, you know, getting them excited about what they're doing also and just – being, just as much as I like being on camera, I love behind the camera too. I like telling people, okay, give me a, like the other day, where was I? And I said, I just, oh, at um, Guy Fieri was in town, but in yes. Philadelphia. 
And it was really cool because they had all the staff come and do a group photo. And Guy got in the photo with them, and it was really cool. And then my instinct, but I, see, I was only there as a reporter to, to help, and I didn't want to overstep my bounds. But my instinct was, you know, tell the everyone to say, come to Guy Fieri's or come to the casino, come to wherever. Right. So why not capture the excitement on a video? Everything is picture. And it would have been great, but I didn't want to overstep my bounds. But how cool would that have been if that was on their website? You know, so yeah. I see things and, and when I'm, when I'm interviewing someone, I'm, I'm also in my head, like, okay, at two minutes in, he said this, or three minutes, this, like, look, these right. are the key points. I try to keep track of those things. And so okay. you just have to have the mind for it. That's great. I don't know if that was the answer to the question. <laughs> and, and hey, it's the answer you gave. So that's, that's, that's fine. That's good enough. So, <laughs> so you're really building this, this much bigger business yeah. with these additional lines of revenue. And I think that's fantastic. That's something we all need to think about. So can, do you have any advice for anybody else who has a big dream that they're really on the fence about, should I go for this or should I not? Well, everyone says, you have a dream, go for it. You can do anything. And really, you can. If you put your mind to it, you can do anything. I think that you have to be realistic with yourself. I mean, if you feel, you know, I don't even know what to say, but you have to be realistic of who you are and what your capabilities and mm -hmm. abilities are. And I think what happens is so many people are either too aggressive with something that they want or they're not aggressive enough or, you know, they're just not the right fit, and you're trying to force something. It's like, I always wanted to be an actress. That's what I thought I wanted to do. But it took me over X amount of years to realize, I don't want to be an actress. I don't even want to memorize lines. I don't want to be <laughs> someone else. I just want to be me. I would rather be live on the red carpet. I would yeah. rather be a little extra and say I was part of the scene than yeah. to have the pressure of memorizing lines and acting as someone. But I didn't know that until like so just recently, you know, just mm -hmm. a lot of years ago. So I, you, you don't really know what you want or who you are, or what you want to be or what makes you happy until you try different things. And it took me to say, you know, that's, I feel the most comfortable when I'm on the red carpet, when I can ask questions to people. I feel you could, I could be at any random event and someone say, oh, no, we, we don't have an MC. They canceled. And I'd be like, throw me in. You know, like, yeah. I, I'm, I just like that, you know. So you just have to get to know who you are. I mean, I'm 36. I'll be 37. So it took me a little while to get to that point. You know, like, Whitney, yeah. I got news for you. <laughs> uh, no, I think that that is a really brilliant statement. And I think that too often we try things out and then fail. Yeah. Right. And it's not Edison talked about how it's not failure, it's data. And but what we're so conditioned and we we take that from other people that, oh, well, you screwed that up or that right. didn't work. What are you going to do now? Right. And that's really what life is. And I think that that's really what you're saying. And so if you do want to work in a particular industry segment and my brother, I think, would be another great example of you. My brother was a great baseball player when he was a kid. He was outstanding. And Sports was all he thought about. It was all he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, he like hit a home run, won his high school baseball game. He was really a great baseball player at that level. He was never going to be scouted. He was never going to go to college. Even he was never going to get into the, to the minors, the professional level. And 
he was devastated when he came to that realization. And I told him, Joey, baseball teams need accountants. They need all computers. They need all kinds of business people. Right. Today, he's the president of a minor league baseball team. There you go. Say, oh, my God, what's his name? Maybe we can connect. (laughs) Joe Joe Harrington. Yeah. Joe Harrington. And, And I think that you're a great example of that. But, yeah, you thought actress, right? Because that's what everybody thinks of when they right. think of the entertainment industry. But it's then when you start doing some things that, you know, oh, it's not actress, it's this. Yes. Just like him. It's not the player. It's the management. It's yes. the marketing. It's but the sales. Exactly. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and in today's economy, there is a way for you to build a business in almost any area in any shape or form. So, yeah. I, no, I do. I think that's that's great information, and I just am thrilled that you were able to make time for me at all today. I know how nutty busy you are, <laughs> and uh, thrilled that you squeezed me in in the morning. Well, I'm thrilled that you wanted to interview me, so that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how famous you were coming. So uh-huh. thanks very much, and... Um, it's well, the Whitney well, and Whitney show. That's, that's right. And, and, and you do, if you are interested in the Atlantic City, Philadelphia entertainment area, and or you just want to watch someone who's building a great career in entertainment, you definitely want to check Whitney out. And we'll have all of her links in the show notes, including her YouTube, her famous YouTube channel. You can be a subscriber and the links to her other media properties as well. So thanks very much. Well, I hope you found that fun and useful. Whitney is such a great person. She has such a can-do spirit. And But what I really love about her is her dedication to her family. So I hope you like this episode. I hope you'll leave a positive review of it on the platform where you consumed it. And please share it among your communities so others who need this message can receive it as well. You can get episodes sent right to your inbox each week when you become a fan of the show and join the community at my website, winnieanderson.com. When you do, you'll receive articles, resources, and special offers on courses and other opportunities to help you break free from self-doubt, fear and disempowering patterns and break through to create the thriving business you dream of and deserve by positioning and pre-selling yourself as the unique solution provider you are so you can profit from your expertise. Okay, so your reflection exercise. Again, I want to ask you, are you doing work that brings you endless joy or have you buried some secret wish so deep within you that you just go through the motions of life? It's not that you have to give up the work you're doing now. You don't have to give up your day job. But could you possibly find some way to live your dream, even just a little bit? Give that some real thought. Are there other ways to get that fulfillment that don't require you necessarily starting all over and and going back to college? Although, you know, you're going to get older anyway. You might as well be older and have the degree and the career that you want. So your action step for this episode. Can you find some way to live your dream even if you don't have the support to be able to earn less while you do it? Maybe you could create art on the side and give it as gifts. Maybe you could write poetry and submit it to magazines for entry or publish your own book and give it to friends. 
maybe you are a carpenter and you can do some work on the side for yourself, your family, your friends. That's how Harrison Ford got it, fed, fed himself and his family before he became a big star. You don't need to chuck it all and run away and start all over, but maybe you can take some action to live a little piece of that dream. So your action step is after you've identified the dream in your heart and reflected on how you can begin to embrace even a piece of that dream, I want you to make a commitment to yourself and identify the one thing you can do right now that can move you towards the goal or that can give you a little taste of it, a little toe dipper as I call it. Most of us need support to stay focused and on track as we move towards any goal, especially if we deal with any self-doubt or disempowering patterns. That's why I'm building a community of like-minded professionals who can support, cheer, and push each other towards success while holding each other accountable and doing it all with love and positivity. If you'd like to get information about the community and learn when it opens for enrollment again, then visit winnieanderson.com slash action. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back with another episode of The Courageous Entrepreneur soon. And until then, remember, you're worthy of and deserve the thriving, abundant business and life you dream of.